guys, we're talking about three autism in girls symptoms that I think you'll find very interesting. And I got my friend Anna to help us out. Let's do it. Hey guys, I'm Dan. I have Asperger's syndrome, ADHD, OCD, and dyslexia. Okay guys, today I'm joined by Anna Moomin from Anna Moomin's YouTube channel, which is super awesome. She does videos on like autism and stuff. And uh, yeah, Anna, do you want to explain about your channel a little bit? Hi, uh, my name's Anna Moomin, and I have my own YouTube channel touching on my personal experience of living with Asperger's syndrome and ADD. Cool. Okay guys, so you know at the beginning of every single video, I like to read out questions from you guys from my Instagram account. Now if you want to be featured in a video just like this, go to my Instagram account and give me a follow and you'll be notified every time I ask you to ask me questions and you could be featured in a video just like this. So I'm going to go through and read the questions out. So the first question is from HL Hartnett and they said, how do I help in, how do I get help in school without being weird? Anna, how would you say this? How would you answer this one? Don't feel weird for asking for help. Yeah, definitely. You know, we all need help in some degree. Um, I just have a private conversation with a teacher that you trust, that you get along with, and just explain your situation and explain your needs, and I'm sure they'll be happy to help. Definitely. I think the school has a duty of care to make sure that you're looked after. So anybody you talk to of an authority in the school should be able to help you out. Yeah. But yeah, don't feel weird, man. Feel empowered. Okay, so the next question is from Josh underscore Brixley, how would you say that? Brixley. Bradley with an X instead of the A for Bradley. There you go. <laughs> well, you can see it on screen. <laughs> okay, so they said, are you ever going to do a meet and greet in Leeds? Now, I live nowhere near Leeds, but if I get the chance to do a talk or a convention or anything in Leeds, I will definitely do a meet and greet like I do in any single place I go to. And uh, yeah, just, I will do it. Just keep uh, up to date with all my socials and you'll know if I'm ever in that area. Okay, so the last question is from Gentuitive. I guess that's how they're saying it. Uh, and they said, hey, fellow Aspie here. And then a smiley face. Uh, Would you ever come to Amsterdam? Well, actually I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago. I actually had a layover in Amsterdam. I went to Amsterdam and then I went from Amsterdam to uh, Boston, Massachusetts. So I've been to Amsterdam, but I've never been out in the actual like the country, like uh, uh, wherever it is, this, the cool cities of Amsterdam. Whatever. I've never actually been outside of the airport. I'd love to go. Have you ever been to Amsterdam? I have, yeah. Is it good? There's lots of nice buildings there. Yeah. And then there's lots of drinking and drugs and stuff. So Everything that I'm against. Really, so yeah. I, I'd, so yeah, I'd love to go, but I think I just have to avoid all the craziness. Um, I think it's doable. I think it's doable. Yeah, I just yeah. have to like get a map and know where I'm going to go. But a friend of mine went there and he said it was an interesting experience. Okay, guys, so that was all the Instagram questions we have for today. So like I said, in this video, we're going to be talking about three specific symptoms for autism and girls because um, I have the pleasure of having Anna here to uh, have us highlight from her perspective and some of her knowledge base uh, you know these these specific characteristics and symptoms traits whatever you want to call them uh, to, to give to you guys today so we're gonna go through three of the interesting ones so I'm gonna let Anna take over one, and I'll introduce each one so the first one I'm gonna talk about is that big old special interest so <laughs> talk a bit about special interest from your perspective well I mean everybody with Asperger's have got special interests well most people anyway um, but I think in women and girls, uh, they manifest themselves in a way that's more socially acceptable or normal. Um, so, you know, some of mine in my early years were Polly Pocket, but I had an obsession with Polly Pocket. I wouldn't go to school without taking a Polly Pocket with me. Um, awesome. It got pretty yeah, obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on it was Pokemon and, you know, everybody yeah. else just thought, you know, it's a normal thing you know it's trendy that's what all the kids are into um but i 
could memorise the whole Pokedex chronologically. Um, I'd get people to test me on it. And I did the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I actually bought the Pokedex, like the, the digital one, to test. Yeah. I give you, okay, test me on the Pokedex. Yeah. Sorry, I just, that was cool. I just I love that. I love that. And yeah, later on, it was a Collins Gem little book of kings and queens, and I could memorise all the monarchs from. Boudicca, yeah. that's how you pronounce yeah, it. <laughs> so I've forgotten all that now, by the way. Um, but yeah, my early special interests were kind of normal ones, but they I kind of took it to the next level, if you know what I mean. It becomes like intense, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, like moves into intense phase. How did your parents deal with uh, those special interests? They just rolled with it, really. Um, cool. But just encouraged me to do other things uh, instead of sitting for hours and hours memorizing the Pokedex or, you know. Um, so, yeah, but that, I didn't really want to do anything else, you know. Once you're in the zone and you've got that special interest, that's it. But because it was more of a normal interest, yeah. people didn't really say anything. So, here's a question How do you know that something's a special interest on? Or just something that people just like generally? How would you know it's a trait of autism? Because it takes over your life. <laughs> becomes like everything. Yeah. yeah, you stay up till three o'clock in the morning until you can memorize everything. <laughs> yeah, it becomes that, it's almost like that thing that you always want to talk about and the only yeah. thing you want to look at. Yeah. Exactly. And when you're little, like, you just want to talk about it, and then everyone's like, this is boring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People just want to bore everybody to death with the same thing constantly. Yeah. So the next thing that we're going to talk about, I think it's a super interesting, it's a very uh, topical uh, topic right now, and it's hot right now, um, is masking. Masking is huge, right? So I just wanted to, we're going to obviously briefly cover this, and I'll do a video in the future of all about masking and kind of in depth, but for right now, let's talk about it as on, on a kind of like a characteristic base. How would you describe it from your point of view? And experiences that you've had with it so people could potentially relate to masking it's well it's a symptom and a coping mechanism because you know when you're not sure how to behave or how to speak to people and you just feel like an alien um, you know when you see people communicating with each other on TV um, you know you just kind of pick up from there um, and yeah you just learn off what people are saying on TV and like well you'll know you know sometimes yeah. it gets a bit embarrassing because it's not really appropriate or something like I said a lot of things when I was younger that looking back now were just completely embarrassing and irrelevant but yeah. because I saw it on TV I just thought that's what people said you know that's, <laughs> that's just normal so in terms of like like you said it's like it's coping as well as kind of like a masculine yeah. coping so how would you say it copes like what would be the coping part of it would it be how would you explain that to cover your autism even though that sounds really bad because like in some ways in some contexts you kind of feel like you have to be more outgoing and more neurotypical um, and it just makes life easier even though it shouldn't really be that way because there's nothing wrong with being autistic but it's trying to, yeah, but you're trying to fit into a society that's built around neurotypical people. Yeah, it's really so it's, difficult. It is difficult. And I think, like, yeah, and, and, and just to add into this, I think the adverse effect of actually using uh, masking as a coping mechanism is that you will have a burnout eventually from it because only so oh, much yeah. you can actually put in before it gets exhausting. Yeah, incredibly exhausting. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I, I can definitely sympathize there. And, um, you know, I, think, I guess, like, 
males do mask as well, but I don't think it's as much as females because I feel like there's this trait within f being a female that they want to always be like uh, quite independent and mm -hmm. and to manage their you know yeah. who they are and what they're doing. And I think that males in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like every everybody else kind of attitude. Yeah. Fascinating though. But I think like this resonates as well, and I think anybody watching this who like you know is potentially on the spectrum or going through that kind of whole process, if you're relating to anything Anna's saying, let us know in the comment section below. Let us know how you feel about it. And it's anything you can add to this and expand on the story because I'd love to have that discussion. I'll definitely be coming back and obviously sure Anna will be coming back to check the comments and comment in as well. Yeah. The, the last one, we'll, we'll go through the last kind of symptom trait, characteristic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we're going to talk about social anxiety. And this is a big one and it affects uh, people differently. And I'll let you explain like social anxiety and I'll jump in right at the end. Social anxiety is definitely like, I'd say it's the biggest one. And, um, you know, sometimes females are misdiagnosed with just social anxiety yeah. when they're autistic. Yeah, because, yeah. You know, they hide it very well. Yeah, yeah. There's always that that anxiety um, because as people with autism we find it very difficult to communicate you know we're always wondering if what we're saying is right you know if we're walking right and stuff like that there's just so much anxiety yeah, surrounding yeah, yeah. everything um so yeah that's that's a big one how would you say that it manifests you on a daily basis how would you give an example of social anxiety on a daily basis like what was one of the biggest things or one of the things that you most notice from social anxiety affecting you daily it just happens all the time. I mean, you know, when I go to the gym, sometimes I take like one to two hours getting ready for the gym <laughs> um, because I don't want to go outside, but I want to go to the gym, but there's people there and there's bright lights and there's noise. <laughs> um, and, you know, in supermarkets, again, bright lights, noise, uh, beeping, sirens, whoops and whistles. I totally relate. It's crazy. It is horrible. There's so much sensory stuff happening. Um, and just the general, I don't it's know if it's going to be unknown, it. yeah. It's like the stuff, the unpredictability of life. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Because I love having that predictability or even having a schedule to follow, but mm. when you're outside, like in stores and stuff, or in gyms, it's like crazy. And that's why I don't go to the gym. I actually work out in the house. Mm. I try and do everything here because, like, nobody goes to the gym and uh, and she's able to, like, you know, go to the gym and stuff. Well, she does just have, like, a social anxiety, but she takes, like, a CBD, gummy for it. Obviously, link in the description if you're interested in those. You get some money off as well. But I think, um, you know, I can totally relate to that, but I think to, from my experience that like, girls have it quite more intensified because again, it's I feel like it's something that uh, that is always apparent in, in females and autism, mm -hmm. but with guys it kind of spikes and it, it like, has dips and spikes. And so I think that's how it kind of contrasts. It's super, super interesting. But if you think that this can help somebody that you know, please share it on their social profiles because this is the idea of what we're doing with these videos is trying to help reach out to people and change someone's life for the better maybe. So if you think this would help, again, please share this video. Okay guys, I just like to thank Anna for coming onto the channel and talking to us today about these awesome uh, uh, characteristic traits from her uh, point of view. I find it very, very interesting. It's always good to have guests on the Aspie World. So thank you so much, Anna, for taking the time and coming down here and the four hour drive that she took to get here, which is crazy. And like, I don't like, I'm not jelly at all because like that's a, that's a crazy drive and I don't like driving that far. So thank you, Anna. And we will see you next time, guys. Peace. See ya.